And welcome back. Thomas Miller on a companion episode to what we just discussed for the chart on August 18th. However, this will kind of stand alone. We're not going to talk about what we discussed in that podcast. Let's go straight in talking about the Yod formation. So the one thing that comes up, if you, in fact, this would be a great exercise if you're really wanting to stretch your own astrological knowledge, do some Googling around this. Steve Forrest dedicated part of a chapter in the Book of Air to the Yod and uh, reiterated in there pretty much the same kinds of things that we're going to talk about here. And then he gave a life example of a chart that showed a significant Yod and how it affected and played out in that soul's journey here on the earth. Okay, so we get this in our mind, as I mentioned before. We have the moon, the sun, and Mercury together in Leo at 26 degrees for the sun and the moon and 28 degrees for Mercury. All right, that's the witch's right temple. The witch's left temple is the north node of the moon, and the tip of the witch's hat is Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter. And being the 10th letter in the Hebrew alphabet brings the spiritual connotation to this of the finger of God, because that 10th letter in the Hebrew alphabet is tied, and I'm not a Hebrew expert, but my understanding is that it is tied to the word hand. Now, we have two dynamics of energy going on, because this is what I wanted to unpack here and we didn't have time for. So the quincunxes, that's the the sides of the witch's hat, those are the 150-degree aspects. Those are what we would call hard or tense aspects. Those are working together. So the, you know, Steve Forrest's idea of this, I think, is great. When planets are in a difficult or a tense aspect, so that would be a quincunx or an opposition or a square, they are working together, but there's tension and friction in order that, that has to be worked through in order to achieve the ultimate goal of that friction. All right, so that's the sun, moon, and Mercury on the one side and the node on the other side in this tense relationship with Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter. So if we were looking at this from the eyes of mundane astrology, the sun represents all of us. I mean, it is the collective in this example. So here we have this image of Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter. We know what they did up in Capricorn. Boy, when they triggered, it was pandemonium, was it not? And it did come hard and fast. The news cycle in February, March, April was just boom, 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 one thing after another. So again, they are in retrograde, and we'll see how that plays into this. But basically, this is an image of challenge between the collective whole and this Saturn-Pluto doing its karmic work of making us face our, parentheses, south node crap. I don't think there's anybody alive today who looks at all of the brokenness in government. And I'm not talking about just the United States. I mean, it's it's everywhere. And all of the corruption and all of the manipulations and the lying and the cheating and the, just every, you could take all of that stuff and collected, collectively wrap it up and put it in the South Node. 
That's what we've created. And that's what's going to be dealt with. The North Node, how we're going to clean it up. That's the bright spot of this. There's great stuff on the other side of a golden bridge. <laughs> you know, it's we have to get from here to there. And if you've noticed, I mean, a lot of people have been jumping off of this ride. I've lost two friends in their early 60s in the, since December, one from cancer, one from COVID. And you just look at so many stories of people, I think, souls taking exits, maybe because they want to support their loved ones from the other side, or maybe their part of this transition is just complete. I, that's way beyond my pay grade. I don't know the answers to all of that, but I think that's part of what's been going on is people are exiting this and those of us who are going to be going through some things are here because we are going to be the rebuilders. We are going to be the ones to help facilitate this new north node, this new consciousness, this new karma. And if you found this podcast, you probably are quite familiar with what I'm talking about. So as we go on, and really, if you look into this, web page after web page after web page basically says the same things. Here is Kelly Fox's uh, take on it, prominent astrologer, international reputation. She said the Yod produces a sense of fatedness, of a karmic obligation that must be paid. A Yod signifies a lesson to be learned, something that must be given up. Will it be an old, outmoded behavior or belief? Whatever it is, the process will be difficult, but ultimately good for the soul. Now, she goes on to say the planet that creates the long point of the nod, that's the top of the witch's hat, becomes the focal point of this configuration and embodies the realm in which the great lessons must be learned. Well, that's Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter in Capricorn. I've done a lot setting those planets up. Mostly I've done some videos that are available for free download in soulfoodtalks.com. If you go to the freebies box there on that website, there are about three or four videos in there where we've gone into a lot of this, including when I first started talking about Saturn-Pluto, which was around October, uh, my birthday, and kind of saw what this was all about. But if we go back and we review that just briefly, the last time that Saturn and Pluto were together in the sign of Capricorn, and that's the big deal. It's not that they, they conjunct every 28 years when Saturn comes around, but it's in different signs. This time it's in Saturn's home turf. Now, Saturn gets back around there every 30, 28 broadly, 30 years. But Pluto, poor little Pluto, takes 248 years. It's like the tortoise and the hare. And here comes Pluto across the line again. <laughs> you know, it's like everything slows down. That's Pluto. 248 years to go all the way around, 20 years or so to go through a sign. So that means to even start looking at when Pluto could have been together with Saturn previously, we have to go back about 230 years because Pluto's at 22 degrees. It still has four more years to go. So that last time was the year 1518. 
And right before the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn in 1518, a little German rebel by the name of Martin Luther did exactly what's going on today. He went to the door of a church and nailed up a thesis that said, here is why we are not doing it this way anymore. Sound like some of the protests that are going on around the world these days? Sound like the energy around an election coming up in the United States? And the energy buzzing around it, regardless of which side and camp you're from, is you want change. You don't want to keep doing it the way it's been done. And that's the, that's the Aquarian energy where all of this is getting ready to shift into. So the Aquarian energy of that change, that social dynamic change, is already governing all of this. But this Saturn-Pluto-Jupiter getting ready to move into Aquarius is at the top of this finger of God. How did 1518 play out? Well, as we'll learn in just a minute, Rome was basically the focal point of the European or Western world in the 1500s. It was the political center and it was the spiritual center. 1518 began the transition of the Renaissance and that control from Rome to the crown, England, the monarchy. And over the 200 years between then and the year 1776, which is when the United States was birthed, and Pluto, by the way, was in Capricorn, although not with Saturn. Saturn was over in Leo in 1776. So Pluto was there, and that transformational energy was after the crown had matured for 250 years and had become corrupt. And basically, also, the growth was such that the sun never set on the British Empire. So here was this 250-year cycle from the late 1500s to the late 1700s, 200 years, where again there was this new birth, shift from Rome to London, grew around the world, and then basically corrupted itself to the point where the colonists left protesting all of their policies. I mean, does this not history repeats? All right, let's go back one more. And this is what I did in the video that's in the Soul Food Talks. When before that? Well, we've got to go back 250 years. So the last time again back was the year 1284. And basically what happened in that situation, and I think that chart actually looks more like today than 1518, but what happened in the late 1200s, early 1300s? Well, basically, that was a transition from those very quiet years they kind of called the Dark Ages, and it shifted. It shifted over about a 100-year period from the Dark Ages, where there was just not much history, to the Renaissance, the Italian Renaissance. Okay, how did it, we get there? Well, Saturn and Pluto in 1284. There was a famine due to a solar minimum have you read about the current solar minimum? If not, you should. But there was a famine due to the solar minimum. As a result of the famine, there was economic turmoil, a depression, a worldwide or at least a European-wide depression. 
And then in 1347 began the bubonic plague, and that wiped out, what, how many million people did the bubonic plague kill? I forget it was the big one. I mean, that is obviously the biggest one that's ever been. And then out of that, oh, there was a war in between those two. And then out of that, in the late 1300s into the early 1400s, Florence, Italy became the focal point of the world, and the Italian Renaissance was born. And many historians say that the Italian Renaissance for the next couple of hundred years, until it corrupted completely, was the best time to be on planet Earth ever. History repeats. So look at these cycle patterns of what's going on. So we've now had another Saturn-Pluto conjunction. That was January 12th. Now, I'm, this is where I have to get off the bus of predicting anything that might happen because we simply don't know. I mean, who would have predicted back in January that we were going to be in a worldwide pandemic that was causing economic catastrophe? But if we do look at the rest of the astrology, we see, as you will see in one of those videos where I outlined everything from 2020 to 2024, check that video out, we do have the astrology of economic challenge. Now, I've talked a lot, I've talked some about this in the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast. So you could go back through there and kind of peruse this year's titles and see if any of those are interesting to you. But here's something else to go with this yod, this finger of God, this OMG in today's chart. Of the last week or so, I've been seeing and hearing from others electrical disruptions. So like today... Um, I've been doing all this financial stuff. One of the big brokerages, their whole web platform was down today. Now, go figure, and it's one of the bigger trading platforms out there. Gone for the whole day, basically. Daniel, when we were recording, my buddy Daniel, who is now co-hosting Subconscious Mind Mastery with me, we were recording the other day his computer fritzed out of nowhere. And yesterday, on two different occasions before 2 o'clock, the lights flickered several times. It wasn't a complete brownout where it takes the power all the way down, but it just, it was that nasty little flicker, and that messes with stuff. So the internet was messed up, and my speakers in my studio had to be reset. They were messed up, and it just, you know, it just threw stuff off, and it did it in the morning, and then it did it in the late morning around lunchtime. I'm just like, it's almost like there's something sizzling in the air. And then I really don't look ahead too much. I just take these days because I really try to match what's going on in the world to the chart. So I'm not worried so much about what's around the corners. I mean, I know I do study the months ahead, so I know broadly what's happening. But this yod jumped out at me and I had not seen it before. And then just and this is the reason I do that is because I want them to jump out because it just so fits that it seems like there is, I think a lot of people right now are feeling that something is getting ready to happen. And when I saw this, I had to stop. I couldn't record the podcast because it was so prolific that the finger of God is basically saying it's time. So whatever is ahead, I think the news cycle might pick up again. I would make that prediction. I think that's in the chart. Again, whether it's 
quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad. You know, let's just see which direction it takes, and then we'll trade from there. (laughs) I don't front-run moves. That's a good way to get your hat handed to you in the markets. You get on a, a wave that's already moving. You surf, you know, when you surf in the ocean, you don't go out and stand up on your board when it's dead flat out there. You'll, if you have good balance, you'll be standing on your board, but you'll miss the wave when it comes. You crawl around out there on your belly, and then when the wave happens, you get up on top of it, and then you ride it out from there. And that's kind of how you do with this. So I think that's the way we approach this, is we just watch, we observe, and we wait. We know there's going to be a wave. We just don't know what the wave is going to be. All right. I think if you wanted to check out some stuff on the yacht, a good search of Google would be very interesting. And also go down the road if there's some stuff that you find about the Hebrew side of the yacht. The number 10 of the Hebrew or the the 10, I'm sorry, the 10th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, the Yod, as they say, uh, Yod, and then astrology has adopted Yod. But you could do some research around the Kabbalistic uh, application and interpretation of this. So there's just a lot that you can do around this particular aspect. It is rare. It doesn't show up very often. And like we're saying, I think the thing that really confirms this for me is this explanation of the Yod being fated. We know that what's going on right now is not random. So, yes, I think this is the page turn And it is the next in the sequence of what's going to be next. Wow. A lot to digest. I'm sending you love. We're in this together, as we are all saying now. We are in this together. I'll see you tomorrow on the podcast. Thanks for staying with me through this one. Bye-bye.